Welcome to another episode of the Dentology podcast where we discuss the business of dentistry. In this podcast series we'll be discussing all the non-clinical aspects of dentistry from goodwill values, finance, marketing, how to buy and sell a dental practice mindset through to where you can invest your money in team management issues. My name is Andy Acton and I'm joined by my co-host Chris Trevens. Let's jump straight into it. Welcome to another edition of Dentology, the business of dentistry podcast uh, and today we're talking to Tim Maloney. How are you doing Tim? Very good, guys. You are. Hi, Tim. Hello, Chris. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. I know you're, you're a very busy guy. Just, just, just to, in, I'll do my introduction and then I'll let you do your introduction. But for my part, Tim's the digital director of FMC, which is the leading communications provider in dentistry. Um, but so much more, a serial entrepreneur. He started numerous uh, business startups, um, comparethetreatment.com, which is a patient education website for elective dental treatments, and also Full Circle, which is a planet positive festival survival kit. And I use that myself. I went to Glastonbury a couple of years ago and, and it's brilliant it's, it's like a pack and it's got everything you need it's got stuff to keep you clean stuff to keep your mouth fresh it's got loo roll and like I said it's all planet positive so that that was great so we'll find out a little bit more about that but we're talking today about goal setting and the reason that, that you make a great guest and someone to talk to about this is because of the adventures you've done yourself. You've done a marathon, you've done a triathlon, you did the SAS fan dance and you're training to go up Kilimanjaro. And I'd really like to dig into kind of what sort of mindset that takes and, and how you got to that position where you need a goal, you set yourself challenges and you always want to make sure that, that you're succeeding and moving forward. So, so welcome, Tim. Are you having a good day so far? Yeah, very good. Yeah, did a board meeting this morning. Nice. We FMC up in Hertfordshire. Cool. So you mustn't forget world-class surf, dude. Oh, well, <laughs> that, that, that predates your, your dentistry Many days, didn't it? Many a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, on, on, on that point, I mean, I know we're going to talk about goal setting, but, you know, when you were a young lad in your, your youth, uh, which doesn't look that long ago because you're, you're a very young-looking guy at the moment, but let's just pass oh, over how many years we went back. Was there a conscious decision on your part? Have you always been the sort of person that kind of has a plan for what you're doing? And when you travelled around the world surfing and, and, and having fun, was there a, a plan that sat behind that as well? Or was that just fun? No, I mean, that, that, that was purely fun. I mean, I, I, I wasn't mad for school. Um, I kind of wanted to quit after GCSEs, but then ended up doing A-levels. Um, and me and a couple of pals of mine, we, we very rarely turned up uh, to A-levels, um, which I don't condone. Um, and I ended up actually quitting uh, the Christmas before my exams. Right. And I just wanted to go traveling, just wanted to go, yeah, around the world surfing and stuff. So um, I ended up working on a building site to learn to oh, right, Okay. But my parents are both teachers. So they, they knew my head of sick form, a guy called Mr. Wolf, Wolf, Wolfo or something like that, and uh, showed how much I turned up. He was the sick form. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, completely anyway, forgotten. Yeah, completely forgot his name. Um, began with W. Um, and so they ended up speaking with him. And I think they knew that my heart really wasn't in it and I wasn't, you know, that, that, that into sort of completing it. Um, but he actually said, look, the, Tim's going to get some grades here. If you can convince him to come back, um, <laughs> he'll end up getting something. And then obviously he's got a path to university or whatever he wants to do. Yeah. So my, my parents actually said, well, look, work on the building site over Christmas, save some money. And what we'll do is we'll pay for your round the world trip if you complete your exams, oh, wow. you take them. 
So yeah, back back in those days, I think it was like twelve hundred quid for eleven stocks around the world. Um, so actually, then after the the building site and a new year came, I went back to to A levels. So entrepreneurial skills, even at such a young age, of yeah, do so this and I'll get this. But also, I think in something like that, you know, I know we kind of stray off down kind of into sort of the education path, but education is one of those things that you can learn so many things in so many different ways. I'm sure your continuing education of going around the world and making you aware of what the world looks like and an awareness of other people and living in other cultures, that that's an education in itself. Yeah, definitely. Whereas our... Our traditional learning system is we sit in classrooms and we learn stuff and actually 95% of it we're never going to use again. But I guess when you need a curriculum to cope with 60 plus million people, you have to have a structure. Whereas if that structure doesn't work for you, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a guy who's not smart. It just means that you go about things in a different way. Because I think I'm probably in that same category as you. Yeah, no, 100%. And, I, you know, I, I don't think school is for everyone. I know Stephen Bartlett, who you listen to quite a bit and I listen to quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he did a talk at Cambridge University the other day and said, no, university. <laughs> you know, literally Cambridge University in front of all the students and, and said, don't, you know, un- unless you're going to become a doctor or yeah. you know, a real core subject like that. He, he was like, you know, go out, get an apprenticeship. So for me, I, I would advocate. I mean, I didn't want to go to university. The, the only reason I, I, I swore I went off traveling, literally my last exam was on the Friday. I was pretty much on a plane Saturday morning off to Canada, then to Hawaii. Um, but where I was meeting a lot of people, they had done university because mm-hmm. the normal route is GCSEs, A-levels, university, then you go travelling, then you go get a job. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously I did it slightly different. That I went off, you know, opened my eyes to other cultures, experiences, and then I realised I wanted to go to university. And I probably went to university maybe a little bit, you know, I'd already had that independence of of seeing different things. Whereas I think a lot of people, you know, you go from mummy and daddy straight into university, you you know, a pound of vodka Red Bull, and then four years later, (laughs) you you finish and and you can't quite remember it. Um, So, you know, for for, for me, you know, if, if I was to say to my kids, if they wanted to go to university, I would probably advocate, try something, go traveling, you know, experience things. Then you'll go to university a little bit wiser with, with what you want to do. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was a very, very good experience. Well, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. So on the, on the goal setting, like, you know, we've known one another for quite a few years and, and whenever we meet up or whenever we talk, you've always got like a big thing that's about to happen. Yeah, like I said, when you're training for the marathon or the triathlon or the, the fan dance, and I know it's been pushed back a little bit because of where we are, but Kilimanjaro. Are, are you somebody who just gets restless and feels uneasy if you don't have a big thing that you're striving for? Because you're a really motivated, focused guy. And on a, on a work level, you always know exactly what's going on. You're, you're really on it. But outside of that, do, do you feel this need to have this kind of draw? Do you need to be working towards something all the time? Um, I, I think, you know, the, the challenges that I do every year, uh, I, th- I think, you know, it's to keep focus. I think we, we can all get caught up. You know, we all work very hard. You know, then you've got family life. And, and I think, you know, to have a focus physically and mentally, you know, something to aim for, you know, will, will, you know, for me, it kind of it keeps that structure, keeps me something to work towards. 
Um, I think part of it's probably, you know, as I'm getting older, testing myself <laughs> mentally and physically to see the limits of where I can go. So obviously I did the ultra marathon last September and, um, yeah, it's, it's just seeing how far I can physically push my body and my mind, you know, probably before I keel over and die. But I think it's, uh, you, uh, you're probably familiar with um, Cal Dweck and her, and her mm. book Mindset about growth yeah. mindset and, and fixed yeah. mindset. And years ago, I met um, Ben Fogel. <laughs> um, I went to an event and he was there and he was talking oh, about... He's incredible, incredible yeah. guy. And... and um, He's similar in that school didn't work for him. Mm. You know, he's an adventurer. He wanted to get out and learn and do things. And I was talking to him about he um, he climbed Everest, and he was saying that he physically he was worn out, but he was saying it was it was mentally the bit that kept struggling and struggling and struggling. And um, he, they stopped, and he had a cup of tea. And uh, when he drank the cup of tea, it was too hot, and um, he burnt his lip, and it, and, it, and it blistered. And it threw him over the edge because he said, whilst it was a really minor physical imperfection, he knew at those extreme temperatures, the risk was that would be the end of his chance of getting to the summit. Mm. And he said that his mind, he, he really had to reset himself because he started to freak out. And I said to him, I said, so is it the physical or, 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 or the mental thing? And he said, every challenge is done. And he's rode across the Atlantic and climbed Everest and did all mm. sorts. And he said, every time, your mind is the thing that you have to work hardest to keep on track. Your body oh, will keep 100%, going. 100%. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm the fittest guy in the world physically, but, you know, when you're doing something like that, you, you I almost just go into a zone, you know, mm. and, and you just, I mean, I, I suppose I probably like doing them as well because you, you don't think about anything else. You're like, literally, you've got a start line, you've got a finish line, and you just you just get your head in it and you do it. And, um, you know, de definitely the, uh, yeah, the last few things I've done, you know, I'd say that vast majority, I mean, you've got to be in a physical condition, otherwise yeah, yeah. you can't do it. Mm. Uh, but the difference is the mind and any, any, I mean, obviously you look at top level footballers or anything or sports people, you know, the rest is the mind, you know, yeah. the premiership players, they've all got talent yeah, you know, yeah. to get to that level. They are all brilliant footballers, but the difference between your Ronaldo, your Messi, your Kane, is is that mm. work rate, work effort, and and the final few percent up? And two head. are brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want Harry Kane at Arsenal. Uh, we probably wouldn't be able to get a crossing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he would just bang on him from the halfway line. No need for a cross. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can only live in hope. We can only live in hope. Well, for England, for England, he doesn't score. But for the mighty Spurs, yeah. He does some cracking stuff. So when you set, so when you set a goal, yeah, I've got this thing with with a goal. It kind of feels to me like it needs to be high enough to inspire you, but but low enough to encourage you to do it. So have you dreamt up things that you've discounted? You've gone, it's too much. It's it's it's, it's not achievable at the moment because, like I say, I think some people have goals that just feel so outrageous. It's perhaps beyond them and just feels or, unachievable. Or underwhelmed when you've achieved it. And I'm just yes. thinking here, we, we did a firewalk because, you know, like a firewalk is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, firewalk, you're going to walk over fires, you're going to really test yourself, test your mental 
acuity and strength. Um, when we did it, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't quite as, uh, as bonkers as I thought it was going to be. But but you you sort of get yourself into this mood, don't you? What oh, yeah. you're going to achieve. And then mm. when you actually get to it, have you had an experience whereby it was like, oh, actually, it wasn't really quite as I thought it was going to be. Because I can tell you, Firewalk was definitely not what I thought it was going to be. No, that's very yeah. true. I, th- I think I think it's it's knowing what you can do and what you can't do, and you know I, I've got fairly limited time to be able to train for these things, so I've got to have you know some level of ability. You know I'm I can swim, but I wouldn't swim the channel mm. because the amount I believe I probably could if I didn't work, and I absolutely said mm, I'm trained, yeah. I believe I could do it, but the amount of hours in training I would have to do to accomplish that, you know, I, I just physically couldn't do it at this time in my life because of work, business, family, everything like that. So, no, I mean, I, I, I absolutely agree, Andy, that, you know, goals are the, the biggest motivator, but they're also the biggest demotivator if you don't get it right. And, mm. that, and that, I think, is in work and not. I mean, in terms of have I been underwhelmed, you know, I, I don't, I, I do things to tick it off. I'll never do them again. Like you get these serial marathon runners. You know, I was running up on the Lake District with these ultra marathon guys and, you know, we're running and they're like, yeah, yeah, this is like my 60th. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> and you are stupid, absolute nutters. I'm finishing this. I'm going for a beer and, and that's it. Ticked so off. that's intriguing mm. that, that you just want to put a tick in the box. So mm. there's motivation to meet the goal. There's commitment to do the training and get there, but once you've got there, it's done. So yeah, it's, and then you've it, gone to do something else, you know. So Kilimanjaro is something I've always wanted to do, um, you know. I've, and then you know I want to cycle Lands End to John O'Groats, you know. So that will be the one after next year, hmm. you know. There, there's, there's I want to motorbike the length of Africa. Hmm. You know, so that will be probably the couple of years after that. Mm. So I've probably got a five to six year bucket list of, of what I'm going to do every year. Um, but it, it's definitely attainable things that I, I can do within mm. my current life circumstance. Mm. I suppose that's a really good thing. It's, it's actually is it's, it's like a bucket list, isn't it? Of things I, I want to achieve rather than uh, I'm going to set myself a test. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm going to sort of go, right, well, I want to be able to do this. And as you say, you know, motorbike from whatever, what was it, long way around and long way up or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With you and McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, watch that. I mean, for me, you know, I'm, I'm not a big materials person. I mean, you guys know me, I, you know, I, I'm more experiences. You know, I want, when I get older, I want to look back and think, you know what, I've been there, I've done that, I've experienced that. You know, they're, they're the kind of memories that I personally want. And, um, yeah, I suppose that's why I kind of every year set something. Mm. And so, outside of you as an individual, obviously you're, you're managing a, a team of people in, in your business and, and you've had people in your own enterprises. Do you, do you carry that kind of driven goal-setting mindset through to business as well? Are you constantly setting big and small goals? It's it's just a way of being as opposed to something you do personally and not in business. Yeah, no, 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 100%. I mean, you know, at, um, at FMC, I mean, you know, we, we're all going through a bit of a transition with COVID. I mean, obviously, your, your business, every business has been affected and media has, has massively shifted, 
you know, towards digital. I mean, look at what we're doing now. You know, yeah. 18 months ago, would we be doing this? Mm. Who knows? Um, webinars, virtual events. So, I mean, thankfully, we had already started on that digital transformation. I mean, I rejoined FMC September 2019. So we, we had a development roadmap already that we had embarked on. And then COVID hit, you know, obviously March time. So we were sort of six, seven months into it. But yeah, we we set the the, the team, you know, have have individual goals, but then we have a collective goal as a team of what mm-hmm. we want to do. And then, you know, that some of the parts make up the whole. Mm-hmm. So I think whenever you're trying to, you know, set uh, a vision and take people on a journey. Um, you know, you, you've got to set that course. You know, you've got to set the goals. People need to understand what what their job is within that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're on board for it. You know, mm. you never get on a boat with a captain that says, "I don't know where we go in and don't know how much food we've got." And also, I, I think it's a more fulfilling environment. I mean, they've done research around kind of goal setting, and it does yeah. improve well-being. It improves happiness, and it, it it's a measurable success. People have improved success as a result of it. And I think it goes back to what you just said about you kind of want to know where you're going, don't you? Well, if you don't set a goal, how do you know you've achieved? Isn't yeah. that? So, as you say, what direction? Is that a great one, isn't it? You know, how do I get to Scotland? Well, it yeah. depends where you start. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, if you don't have that direction, guidelines or whatever, you, you will never know what you achieved, no. didn't achieve, how you got there. Because actually, I think, I can't remember this, I'm sure someone said it, you know, that thing, it's not so much about the destination, it's about the journey. Yeah. That's the that's yeah. the exciting bit is how did you get from A to B? Was well, it via Z? Nowadays, you know, I think we live in a world. I mean, I was talking to Craig about it earlier today. That you know, obviously, we live in a social media influencer world, and 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 people look at you know Floyd Mayweather and people like that that have achieved huge. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, I watched his his thing on Amazon the other day. You know, they just see the destination. They don't see the hard work or the journey. Yeah. And the kids nowadays, you know, they want to be YouTube stars. They want to be crypto stars. They, they don't want to work for it. And, no. and if, if you don't enjoy the journey, you'll never get to the destination. And I don't think social media helps because nobody sees it. It takes you 20 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> 100%. But isn't it? Everybody just sees, they, they look at you online and go, wow, that's amazing. I'll have one of those. And they don't see all the, the grind and the graft yeah. and the hard work and everything that took place in the background. But also I think that um, if you get the environment right, the money part of, of work doesn't become as important. I think if you're in an inspiring environment where you're working towards goals, there was some research done back in 1979 by Latham and Locke, and they realised that if all you gave people was was a monetary reward as opposed to a reward that was linked to achieving goals, people were much happier mm. in that environment. Because was that the orange packing? Sorry? Was that the orange packing? Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's right, yeah, where there was stimulation that yeah, went around, so. around, around the work. And, and it's not just about money. Um, and do you follow the the kind of perhaps more so in work than in your own life, but, it, but they cross over the kind of traditional method of of setting a goal? I think it's I think the new one is smart, smart isn't it? Yes, that specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time based. Do you kind of go through that logic when you're thinking of something to do, or is that a bit scientific? 
No, I mean, we, we, we sort of create smart plans for Ken within our <laughs> department. Um, you know, so on, on a more overarching level, you know, <laughs> yeah. we will do a smart plan for Ken. On, you know, on, on a team level, everyone knows their job within it. And, yep. and we set individual goals based upon their task. But, you know, it's important that you get uh, get their buy-in. So it's, it's, mm. it's joint goal setting. You know, it's not me sitting there going, right, guys, you know, next year I want to do a million users. Well, that's not a goal, is it? That's an imposition of a target. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so it's... Oh, it's it reminds of- me of the bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's 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 really just um, you know getting their buy-in, working on it together, and and breaking up. You know, when you run the marathon, you don't just look at twenty-six point whatever miles. You sit there and go, right, five miles, where do I want to be? Ten miles, where do I want to be? Um, and 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 just making sure, yeah, like you said, that they're achievable, so people are motivated. If Ken turned around to me and said, Tim, you know, next year I want you to do X revenue, you know, and it's completely unachievable. Yeah, well, it's a yeah, massive that, demotivator, that, that, isn't that's it? Not even going to get me off mm. the start line because I'm no. just sitting there going, "What is the point?" Yeah, but what sort of thing for, for the guys that are listening who maybe uh, don't set goals, don't set, uh, you know, engage their team on on your team that you use, Tim? What sort of rewards do you give people for when they achieve their goals? You know, the the range that you've got because it's not always about money and it's not always about big things, is it? Yeah, I mean, we we are, you know we've got a really good team. I mean, you know, my guys are, are absolutely incredible, um, and I think business nowadays is so intricate that you know you all need to be firing because it's so interconnected. You know, so said could be the best writer, but if I'm a really poor sales guy, mm-hmm. you know, I can't sell the advertising on there. You know, if I sell a load of advertising. Kay doesn't copy chase it properly and we muck up there. You know, if, if Amy's a great social media, but the content's crap. So, you know, they're, they're, they're all bought into it. And, I'm, you know, we just try and create a team. So we went to um, Junkyard Golf. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's good yeah. fun, isn't it? That's yeah, great really fun. Good fun. So, you know, we, we try and do team things like that. Uh, and, you know, there's the odd little incentive you know monetary and, and, and bits and pieces but you know like you said Andy you know money isn't the ultimate driver if, if you're happy with what you do I mean obviously you've got to be recompensed yeah. for your worth um, but you know I, I think you can get you know other factors yeah, I think um, a simulating I, I, environment. I, I always think of um, Virgin Atlantic. Um, you know, it, it's routinely quoted that, you know, Virgin Atlantic pay way below market rate. Mm. Um, however, what you get is you get the Virgin experience. Mm. So you get yeah. the fun of being associated with Richard Branson and you get extras that go with Virgin. Mm. You probably wouldn't get in other organisations and they know that people want to be associated with that brand. So they actually yeah. can pay below market rate. Yeah, because there's other benefits. Because of, of the other things yeah. that come with it. Yeah. And I think that kind of says to me that up to a point money is really important, but you also want to be in a, in a stimulating environment that on a daily basis is a great place to be and it's mm. fun. You um, spend more time with your work colleagues yeah. than anyone else, oh, don't yeah. you, really? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we, we're doing very, very well on digital. So, we you know, we've got some great momentum going, you know, the... the they're, they're involved in the ideas a lot and the development of the product. 
Uh, so they feel a part of something. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a big motivator. You know, the, the, the guys are, are really, really good. Really yeah. Good. And so how's your, so obviously Kilimanjaro was originally booked to happen in 2020? No, no, 14th of August this, this year. Oh, it was we, this year? Yeah, we were due to go in, what, a couple of months. Right, so that's been kicked off to 2022? Pushed back to 15th of February. Right, okay. And how's the training going? Haven't started yet. Pleased to hear it. What's the difference in I weather? We, I thought we were just talking about goal setting and how you're on track and everything was going so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a while away. Yeah. What's the difference in temperature between an August trip and a February trip? Oh, what's the difference in what? Sorry. What's the difference in temperature between an August trip and a February trip? Do you reckon? It's um, so they have a, a wet season and a dry season. That's it. So there, there is no difference from from the actual point of view because where they where they're positioned, um, it, it's pretty much the same kind of temperature. Right. So are you like going up now in wet or going up no, in no, dry? No, no, we're going up in dry. Yeah. Oh, so, so so the the wet season is in between. So the wet I think starts around April and runs to to like June July. So we were oh, just okay. going to go in the in the new dry season. Then it goes wet and then it will go mm. dry again. But when we we're, we're going, it is it's fairly busy. Right. Right. And so, but that's the only time because obviously FMC. We, we we get prety busy September through December because you, you're sort of working with everybody on their, their sort of future plans. Um, and next summer, we've already got plans, so, I've, so I sort of had to sneak it in. And right. mm. but, um, but, yeah, no, I've got, I've got some um, altitude training. So, so my wife bought me some um, altitude training. Um, so you jump in a, in a, um, a tank. Oh, nice. Wow. Not, not a very big ladder then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we joke about the, you know, when you said you hadn't started your training and uh, um, we laugh, but is there a, is there a time-based training plan for this? Because many years ago, I, I, I ran a marathon. I basically, I didn't have a training plan. All I did is I went out twice a week. I ran further and further distance till eventually I got to about 20, 21 miles. And thought, if I, I can thought, do 21 miles, exactly I can survive I thought, the next well, If I run 21 miles, I'll, I'll be fine on the day. And as it turned out, it was fine on the day. It was an amazing experience and, and everything else. But that wasn't really a training plan. So is there a, a kind of a design training plan that kicks in at some point to make sure that you have a, you have a good experience? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, the, the thing with, obviously, high altitude is the sickness. So, so that's the biggest factor. It, it's actually... I mean, the way the one that we're doing is is one of the quieter routes, and it's over eight days. So you actually start right at the base in the jungle, and it's supposed to be the most beautiful because you see all the monkeys and everything, and through the jungle, and then you work your way up. So the the, the biggest factor that will be affecting isn't necessarily your fitness. You know, Chris Moyle's legged it up there. Um, it, it's whether you can, uh, you know, adjust altitude. Right. Yeah. Um, so so obviously, I, I will be doing you know, running, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably go and climb Snowden or something like that. Um, but it, it's really getting up into the chamber and then mm. jumping on a treadmill with a big, yeah, on my face and, getting used to it. Yeah. And just seeing, just seeing where we go from there. But the ultra marathon I did, I did get a personal trainer who actually did a, a plan for me. And, and that was, you know, four days a week, finishing with a, a big old run on a Sunday that was an eating plan, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. So 
something of, of, of that magnitude, you know, I did take very seriously because it, it's quite full on. Um, mm. But I, I envisage for Killy, it's yeah. just my body's like at 20,000 foot. Yeah, yeah. Well. It's been, uh, it's been it's been great. I've really enjoyed the conversation today. Too. It's, it's been really good. And Thank like you. I say, the idea of, of this podcast is to try to give people nuggets of information that they can then draw into their own world, into, into their life, but also into their business. And I think there's been some real gold in there in terms of that focus, goal setting, you know, having a vision, but also importantly, having the commitment to follow it through to make sure mm. that you see the results that come come at the end of it. I think that one of the key things with, with you, Tim, is that you're an ordinary bloke. And I don't mean that rudely, but you know, you're a you're a normal guy who's achieved a lot, you know, you, you're, and you're very focused and driven. So I think it gives hope to people who, you know, quite often all this sort of like the, the guru stuff, isn't it, by famous yeah. people and people are like, well, I can't be that famous person. But but when it's a, a normal, ordinary person, you can say, well, actually, they've been extraordinary in how they've delivered and what they've done mm. and and their mindset, you know, and you, you've just sort of said, well, I do this and I did this and then I followed this. And I, it, it, it's, it sounds simple, but it's not simple. But, but it makes ways, people I, think, oh, maybe I could do that. I think it's inspiring in itself because it says that it's achievable. You know, yeah, there's, there's, definitely, there's, yeah. there's no magic ingredient. You don't need to be a superhero. What you need is to apply yourself. And if you apply yourself like you have, you can have amazing results. Yeah, and, definitely. and for anybody listening to this that, that wants to improve or wants more, more structure or more focus, yeah, they could apply some great principles of the stuff that we've mm. talked about and, and bring those improvements themselves. There's, there's no magic bullet for it. And that should be inspiring, that it's, it's open and available to anybody. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to find something in FMC that, that I enjoy. Um, and that you know, I work with great people. I'm I'm quite good at what I do within the business, you know. So obviously, it's, it's easy to sit there and say this. You you guys really enjoy what you do, yeah. And you've been hugely successful, and you know, obviously, you know, the pe- people need to find what their thing is. And I then, think, all- no, for me though, Tim, I think it's also applying yourself. I think yeah. the fact you've applied yourself, I always remember saying to someone, you know, when I first joined a bank many, many years ago when people used to write checks, um, the job that I had in the morning, along with three other colleagues, was putting them into alphabetical order, which I can assure you is not the most mentally stimulated <laughs> job in the world. But I was really good at it because yeah. I wanted to make sure that I was really good at putting yeah, those yeah, checks yeah. into alphabetical order. And, and you know, you're, you're just reinforcing the fact that it's about not not so much what you do but it's more the fact of the way you do it and the way you apply yourself and I think that is the really important thing saying look you know even if it is something you don't particularly like then you've got a choice you You either do it well and then move on or you don't do it or you do it badly (laughs) yeah yeah and and, and for me I, I, I don't you know I've never seen the point in doing something and not doing it well you know, even if I'm going to go and have a kickabout with the mates on the park when I was younger, I would, I would absolutely have a great game. You know, literally, like broken I, I just, legs, people kicked. But literally, it, it just doesn't comprehend me to, to to sort of you know go there and sort of pansy about a bit and not run as fast as like 
I bet yeah. at home, I bet it's if you have there. a game of Twister at home, I bet you win all the time. <laughs> it does get a bit competitive. <laughs> but my wife's really competitive as well. So, it's, uh, yeah. It's, you wait uh, until your kids get older. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Henry's very good sportsman. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're, they're all actually, they're all very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to finish up, Tim, we yeah. we um, we ask our guests a, a couple of questions at the end. So, if you could meet anyone, who would you who would you like to meet? They can be living, they could have passed on, they could be real, they could be fictional. Who, who would you like to meet? So so yeah, I I've, I've put Jeff Bezos. Ah, okay, yeah. interesting. Before or after divorce? Uh, yeah, yeah. These uh, just just you know fascinates me that you know. 27 years ago he set up a bookstore you know what what was his vision when he set up that bookstore was mm. it to set up a bookstore or was it mm. i'm going to become the richest guy in the world i'm going to go into space i'm going to do this i'm going to do that i'm going to be the largest reseller online of absolutely everything like how was that journey where yeah. you know what were the breaks did he get lucky just yeah um for me that would be a fascinating conversation i agree i think he'd, 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 he'd be an interesting guy i i think that Definitely. quite often people that have i mean the success <clears throat> like he's had is is up there with only one or two other people on the planet and i would imagine that that, that success just kept growing and getting bigger and bigger and I, I don't think he could have ever imagined that it, that Amazon would look mm. like it does now. That, there that must have been almost, failures along the way, must oh, there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely, yeah. Obviously, they're, yeah. yeah they're, they're, there would have been. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it just, yeah, it's just pretty, um, yeah, pr- pretty, pretty crazy that. Yeah. So. And, and our last question is, if you could be a fly on the wall in a situation with somebody, what what scenario would you love to have just been sat there and just watching a, a situation unfold? Um, I, I would like to be a constant fly on the wall uh, in Area Fifty One. Uh-huh. Yeah, just, 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 but it doesn't exist, so you can't go there. <laughs> you you can look at satellite. <laughs> We're going to talk about aliens now. No. Yeah, no, no, no. Just 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 of interest. You know, I've, I've not got any burning desires to be anywhere, but if, if you could just sort of have a little peek to see what's going on. Yeah, well, so it's masked in such secrecy. We know so little about it. Just mm. have a little peek behind the curtain um, would be quite nice, wouldn't it? In fact, that was then just after you. Exactly. As soon as, soon as you mentioned Area 51, they're on the phone. Who's this Tim like? What do you want? I've heard you coming to see us. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, you probably just, have you watched Independence Day? Yeah. There you go. See, Andy, science fiction. Don't worry about it, mate. No, no, so I'm, I'm struggling to hear you. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not a big science fiction fan. <laughs> Forget no. it. Not at all. Good film. Good film. Lovely, Tim. Really appreciate your time. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, I know brilliant. you're a busy guy. Um, that's been really good, and I'm sure the listeners will take a lot from this. So, really appreciate it. Great. Yeah, time. Thanks, Tim. Lovely. Cheers, 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 I really enjoyed our chat with Tim. He's such a lovely bloke. He's such he? a nice guy and so modest, but his ability to set goals and challenges, but also commit to that goal. Mm. Yeah, he, he he plays it down as if it's like it's an easy thing and it's no big deal. It's extraordinary behaviour. He's a serial doer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I, you know, fascinating. You know, we, it's interesting. I think to myself, I wonder how many people knew about his surfing. And we didn't even get to talk about the festival pack and, and that sort no. of stuff. He's a, he's a very uh, thoughtful, committed, 
go-getter. I know that yeah. sounds a bit of a naff word, but, you know, he, he, he sees something, he goes, he mm. achieves, he does it. And that setting goals that are high enough to inspire you, but low enough to encourage you. He mm. found a nice balance between the things that he was doing. And, and they're stretchy things, but they're stretchy by his measurement. Mm. But I took from that that lots of other people can learn that they can also set themselves goals. Mm. Yeah, it might not necessarily be as ambitious, but they would work for them. Yeah. Uh, and he articulated that in a really good way. It might not be Kilimanjaro. It might be Brecon Beacons yes. or something yeah. or Luton Who yeah. or whatever it is. And but also no, there's a power thanks. of that link between setting goals, well-being, happiness and success. It was really powerful mm. that, that all those things are connected. Mm. Yeah. That was uh, really, 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 really good. Really good. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dentology, where we discuss the business of dentistry. If you like what you heard, please do subscribe where you found this episode. That would be amazing. And also follow us on Instagram.